eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Join as always. By Davey Eyeballs, he is Reeman Von Demon. He is promo code Ron Von D. Y'all know who it is. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's my Ryan. My Ryan. My Ryan, Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm okay. There's a lot of hate in my heart. That made me feel good, though. That made me feel better. Good. So we are on post-Bruins uh, game once again here, and uh, you are the hockey expert on the program. What are uh, your immediate reactions to the Bruins game five loss? 4-4 game if Tuca stays in. Did, we're going so, overtime. We're, we're not doing this right now if Tuca stays in. What about the goals that he allowed? Uh, the goals that he allowed, three of them were on power plays. One of them was a uh, – so you had – who was it? Sean Corrali, blind backhand pass. I had a text exchange with my father yeah. and said, if I have to see one more blind backhand pass in the zone or two defensemen below the faceoff circles, both of them with their backs to the slot, I'm going to throw my remote through the TV. Wow. And he goes, how many times did I tell you that as a kid? I go, enough that I'd remember it. And I was nine, by the way. <laughs> That's right. You took that lesson with you into adulthood. Now, what about, there was one that just whistled right by his face. Is that one that he's supposed to have? Uh, it was a power yeah. play. So it was no a power play. The Barzal goal? Yes. That like yes. So that one, it's a clean shot. Yeah. You're, that angle you're supposed to get. Okay. So that... Now, you have to understand, too, that like being a professional goaltender means you're going to let up some goals. I mean, no oh, one gets a shutout every single game. No, I get right? it. No, absolutely not. I but get the, it. The Everly one, the commentators were saying they didn't like that. I thought that was the, the, the was it the fourth, fourth goal? That was the fourth goal. And then what's awesome is that the next, uh, the next Pasternak goal was identical, was an identical goal, mm. right? And the commentator said that Varlamov had no, there's nothing you do, no chance on that. <laughs> yeah, the commentators aren't strong. I'm not. I'm no, not, but like, they, um, it, it's funny that they were like, oh, we should have had that one. He didn't look strong on that one. Yeah. Same exact goal. They're like, oh, Varlamov had no chance. Well, we're out and running here. On, we're on out and running. 
Not running. running. Still going to be started. It's a brutal post game here right out of the shoot. But, Seriously. Uh, all right. So Dave, Dave is hot. He's wearing his uh, Tukaraska's good shirt. I will never take it off. On a night in which he was yanked for the Swayman. Such, Such bullshit. You get what you deserve hurt. at this point. I hurt. want Swayman to do well. He is hurt. I, I am convinced he's hurt. he's hurt. Well, no, he said so. He's, he, we know he's, and he's, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't skate this morning. Right, he wasn't in the. Pre- I don't think he's been doing that. So, like, he's definitely banged up. So, we'll find yeah. out. He needs surgery or something in the offseason. And for the record, it's not an either or. I want Jeremy Swayman to play out of his fucking mind next game when yeah. he has a full game to do so. I hope so too. And so uh, game six is Wednesday, I believe. All right. This week in the Well, Ryan, it had to happen. The first ever reviewed movie or TV show on hashtag dork to receive a one out of six, the lowest score ever given out on this program. That went to Jupiter's Legacy, and a week or two after that, canceled the program. There will not be a season two, despite, I know you didn't finish at the end. It was a cliffhanger finish <laughs> at the end of season one canceled so that part wasn't surprising because that show was god awful Mm -hmm. there was a report on the internet as well that season one which consisted of eight episodes all of them under an hour cost 200 million dollars and what an absolute this is this is and i think i called it a mercy killing on twitter but like this is like the slow pillow over the face as it's sleeping just like but 200 million dollars like what did you spend that on I guess Josh I'm dying to know what you spent that on. Leslie Bibb must cost a lot to get seriously that. because you didn't spend it on effects, you didn't spend it on costumes, you didn't no. spend it on fight choreography. What did hair, you spend it on? Hair and makeup. No, they must have eaten well. Maybe they had the the craft service. Seriously, before. have you seen a show featuring worse wigs than that show? As a uh, horrible wig show, Oof. for sure. So unbelievable. No Jupiter's legacy. Although they do have a legacy again, as the only <laughs> one stone. <laughs> Uh, review ever seriously so on netflix now it's a different mm-hmm. team behind it and a different comic book writer and all of that but similar vein where it's not a household name it's not a marvel property it is actually a dc property but it's not in the dc universe and that is sweet tooth sure that is currently out on netflix right now also eight episodes I'm like three or four in. Have you started this? Yes, I think I'm like uh, I'm on six. I'm in, I'm five in. I'm on six. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, I, I love mean, it. I, I the the not the graphic novel itself is a is a lot more violent. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but this it's kind of like what if the last eighteen months of your life was a fairy tale and involved, um, you know, hybrid I, human hybrid people. I mean that it's that's kind of like a. It's it's nice. It's kind of like a nod to like what everybody's been going through, and uh, it's a beautiful show. The way it's shot and it just looks spectacular. Like you look at Jupiter's Legacy, all that money looks like shit. Right. This one probably has a big budget, but it looks amazing. Oh, it looks it looks way better. There was one kind of early scene that looked a little wonky, but like it didn't really. It was like whatever. It was fine. Yeah. But it's also it's weird because without spoiling too much of it it does take place during like a, a virus or like a pandemic type of thing and you're like i was wondering like do i want to watch this whereas like six months ago i probably wouldn't have wanted to watch it but now that you can actually do stuff again man, you right. know all right and it's also a bit fantastical on top of it so yes i like it and i think it'll it's, be a uh, good point 
it's almost like it has a vibe to it like um fables it's got like a little fairy tale vibe to it yeah oh i love fables so it's like a dark fairy tale which i i, I very much enjoy i'm i'm enjoying it so uh right, so something for you to noodle this mm -hmm. will be your call i was gonna save it to the end but because we're, we're talking about it here next week's episode could be a variety of things mm -hmm. uh and i know your birthday is coming up so it's sort of it's gonna be a choose your own adventure episode yes sweet tooth modok or e3 we gotta we i, th I was just about to say we kind of gotta do e3 okay that's fine e3 e3 is gonna be four days leading up to it so yeah so we could do e3 and then we could bump sweet tooth and, and modok if we have to but because sweet tooth i think will be good i'm not done yet but that'll give more people time to watch it'll it. be good it'll be good and then right. um yeah, that we we're gonna have to play jazz a little bit in the next couple of weeks, so we'll see how it goes. I had to get this this mic, so I got. I figured I would have I would get another mic just so my wife could have a mic when she needed one. Oh yeah, right. Smart. But this one, not to give too much away, but it is both US uh, has this connection, but also has a USB connection. XLR, XLR or USB. How do you like that? Jeez. So I'm, if I'm on the road, I can take my mic anywhere. You're a Swiss Army knife. Seriously. That's the only reason I got this mic, but yeah. So when are we going to record next week? We'll figure it out. All right. TBD. TBD. All right. Uh, Loki comes out this week. Episode one of Loki comes out on Wednesday. I know reviews are out. I won't read them. I, I, I will not read them either. I I'm sure it's good. I'm not going to read the reviews. I want to be as much surprised as possible. I probably won't be, but anyway, Loki season or uh, episode one on Wednesday. And uh, are they releasing more? No, I think it's just the one, right? Are they releasing a couple at once? I think it's I think it's because it's shorter, so it's just one. Oh, good point. It's only six episodes, like Falcon mm -hmm. Soldier. So yeah, uh, the Bad Batch. I actually haven't watched this episode yet. Me neither. I'm too behind. But like, it's it's fine. It's good. I hope it gets better. Yeah, and so maybe it happened this episode, but I don't know. So um, let me ask you this. I meant to ask you before this all began, but we've seen some crossover characters, right? There was mm -hmm. a character from. The Mandalorian, there was a character from Rebels. There's there's I mean, obviously Clone Wars, but do you think in this season we get Grogu? Good question. Does baby Yoda appear on this show? I'm gonna say yes. Because he's a yeah, because he's alive. Yep. Right? Because when they at the end, the bad batch is somehow responsible. This has been sort of an internet scuttlebutt conspiracy theory that maybe they Maybe they save them or they have something to do with them. So they have something to do with leading up to the Mandalorian. Like they have something to do with it. Something like that. Yeah. I would love to see a live action Bad Batch at some mm -hmm. point. That'd be cool. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. You would or have to cast. It would have to be the same actor for all four roles. Not for Bad Batch. Or I, like that group of Bad Batch. Like the clones. Yeah. Yes. The clones, they already would be. And they, they've done that. Right. But they wouldn't need to. For Bad Batch, they're also different looking. That I think you could... Yeah, but they're different looking, but are they still technically the same person? They're just different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Uh, this is a good month of television, by the way. Not only do you have Loki, Sweet Tooth is out, Bad Batch continues, and season two of Dave hits the screens June 16th. The trailer came out, and it just looks like more of the best time. I, I immediately thought of you because I knew, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I knew you were going to laugh when he said, I got a cream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, you have spent he's like, you have spent eighteen hundred dollars on sex paraphernalia since we got this advance. And he goes, I got a cream. I got a cream. 
fucking <laughs> lost it. Absolutely lost it. He's got a cream. And then you see Kareem Abdul Jabbar pops up in this thing. Yeah, Where's like what? Where's he been? Uh, so pretty like I just can't wait. My I just the group that he has is so good with uh Mike and Gata and Els. Hilarious. Yeah. I absolutely love the the show. Could best be described as in one word, it is a delight. Oh, everyone on the show. You um, don't, there isn't one unlikable person. No, on this show, you care about all the characters, it's funny, but it also has feelings. And he'll mix in like a sweet freestyle or rap song every once in a while, which I want a bunch of, by the way. I would, if there is 10 episodes, don't you want like six? Six freestyles. I want him rapping for at least 30 seconds in every episode. Yeah, there you go. That's that says it better. Yeah, that's what I want too. That's what I want. Like, because he's so good. But they and are, that's what you get yeah. lost in the mix because he's so funny, but he's also really good. Oh, he's incredible. And like that's what yeah. that's what makes it. And so and the best is so Lil Dicky plays himself basically, and mm -hmm. then Gata plays himself, and then you have a couple other actors, but those two guys are just doing their own thing. Like it's oh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, did you see the trailer for the white Lotus? I did not. I know I saw you posted it, but I didn't see it. So this one came out of nowhere, but it's, it's, uh, HBO. So to me, it's always worth probably giving it you a gotta, go. You got to give it a and sniff. The yeah. Cast? So the cat, so the first episode is July 11th. It is a, uh, they call it a satire comedy created by Mike White. Okay who yeah you know mike white mike white yeah he's been in some stuff too like he's actually acted in some stuff connie Britton is in it jennifer coolidge is in it uh steve zahn who's super funny by the way i think anything he does is funny. and so it looks like it's only going to be six episodes so it's going to run uh july 11th through august 15th but it looks looks odd it looks very odd but the trailer so this is the premise. The White Lotus focuses on the lives of, quote, the staff and guests at a tropical resort over the course of a week. There you go. All right. That's all. That's all you need right there. Um, if you don't know who Mike White is, Mike White wrote School of Rock. He wrote a bunch of stuff with Judd Apatow, and he was in School of Rock, too. Yeah. He played the roommate, Dewey, not Dewey's roommate, Sarah yeah. Silverman's boyfriend. He's skinny guy, big eyes. Yeah, real kind weird of, looking. Kind yeah. Of yeah, he's he's odd looking. You know, if you yeah, he's one of he's one of Judd Apatow's guys, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh that sounds right. Yeah. See the trailer for Reminiscence. I did. So we tweeted this out as well at Dork yeah. Podcast. You can follow us there for all of your uh, TV and movie needs. Hugh Jackman movie. Fatty Newton is in this one as well. Uh, science fiction premise is this. Nicholas Nick Bannister, a rugged and solitary veteran living in a near-future Miami flooded by rising seas, is an expert in a dangerous occupation. He offers clients the chance to relive any memory they desire. His life changes when he meets a mysterious young, young woman named May. What begins as a simple matter of lost and found becomes a passionate love affair. But when a different client's memories implicate May in a series of violent crimes... Bannister must delve through the dark world of the past to uncover the truth about the woman he fell for. So that is insanely long for a premise. It's an insanely long premise, but it's as expected because it's written by the people who wrote Westworld. <laughs> right. So here you're going to get this kind of like noir whodunit kind of thing, 
but it's like so here's the rub yeah that, that's in the theater no fucking way but no. on hbo max on august 20th do i end up watching this on hbo max oh yeah it's also oh how what do you think the runtime is um uh, i i just by watching the trailer i'm gonna say two hours and 20 minutes you are little light 229 <sighs> yeah two and a half i'm gonna watch this in like three pieces probably and i'm not really not into it though i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want those want to watch it you know having watched the first two seasons of westworld those guys don't know how to make a point so no that's true <laughs> uh ryan you ready for oh shazam by the way the director of shazam came out with a uh shazam fury of the gods by the way is the mm -hmm. name of the shazam 2 just take a little little bit of a teaser. Are you excited for Shazam 2? I I really liked against against all odds. I really liked the first Shazam. And yes. the teaser they had for it um was on the mark. It was funny. Yeah. So um they were kind of making fun of like the dark DC stuff. Yeah. So it's you know, I'm 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 happy that it's coming out. I, I'm looking forward to watching it. And it's kind of funny because the guy who uh directed the first one is also directing this and he's the one that put it out on instagram the little teaser of of shazam just kind of talking about just being being funny being shazam yep. kind of ties in nicely to the topic of jour because he directed annabelle creation huh i like some of these guys that do the horror and he also did lights out that was his first movie he ever did i don't know if you saw that though oh my god so lights out i saw the short that like launched his career yes the short yeah is way better than the movie and it's oh. like five minutes long oh i gotta watch that and it's incredible so that's this guy that's david stanberg yeah so watch the lights out if you can find it on youtube it's like five minutes long it's awesome he's steedish yes that's a good little resume for just getting started out lights out annabelle creation and both shazam movies i mean mm -hmm. the second one's not out yet but first one was good one of the best movies dc's done and Super long time. So there you go. There's some of the uh, the, the this week in hashtag dork. Ryan, let's get to this. All right. This is a little segment we like to call Should I Have Bought This? Where you, the listener, send us, the podcast host, a picture of a item that you have purchased. You have to tell us how much it is. It has to be $25 or more. The photo and a brief story, if you would like. By the way, Should I Have Bought This? Is proudly brought to you by... 47 brand davy and i are both wearing 47 brand hats as always 47 brand.com that'd be the number four the number seven brand.com and at checkout enter promo code hashtag dork for 20 percent off it's a great deal these hats i got a richmond flying squirrels hat going on right now i have a carhartt a a crossover with carhartt brand old school patriots logo and yeah, that's a handsome hat. I that's like a handsome hat a with the mesh. People are sending us what they've bought from 47 Brand. The answer is always yes, you should have bought Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And the shipping is insanely fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like two days. And yeah. except for the guy who bought like the Pittsburgh Pirates hat. What's wrong with the Pirates hat? Does anyone like it? Other than Chuck D. Does anyone mm -hmm. really like the. Actually, Chuck D know. doesn't like the Pirates. There's a weird. Do you want an interesting bit of trivia? Uh, sure. Why, why Chuck D from Public Enemy wears a Pittsburgh Pirates hat? Uh, this I is they were the first major league team to start an all black team, an all black yeah. starting nine. Were they really? Yes. Cool. So that's why Chuck D wears a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. 
who was the center fielder between Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla in the early 90s? Ron Gant. Andy Van Slyke. <laughs> we were looking for Andy Van Slyke. I just wanted to say Ron Gant's name for some I reason. I love Ron Gant. Ron Gant played for the Braves for a while. He did. Ron he Gant did. Was he, he was him and David Justice and they had, who was the other they, outfielder? Well, they had Otis Nixon for a bit. Then they oh, had my God. Nixon for a hot second. But yeah, Otis Nixon was on a lot of those uh, those good teams. My father is famous for saying that Otis Nixon is so ugly that when he walks by you, your clothes wrinkle. <laughs> it wasn't handsome. He was. He's a terrible looking person. Yeah, he and Willie McGee both were off-putting to look yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> tough to look. Tough to look at. They were tough to look at. And then I feel like around the infield, it was some combination of Fred McGriff, Mark Lemke, Terry Pendleton, and Jeff Blauser. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think you went right to left. You went yeah. first base that way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, Ryan, for this one, I actually have a, a little bit of a movie to show you. Okay. How do you like this? Let's go to this right now. All right. So, what you're looking at here, don't worry about the, the sound or even the screen. Yes. And we're going to have to describe it for uh, the people listening to the podcast. For those of you in the chat, you can see this. And by the way, simple rules. Davey and I agree it's a yes if we did or, or a no. And if it's uh tiebreakers needed, we go to the chat. So All what right. was the video for? I'll show you that in a second. I should show you the okay. still first. So what we're looking at here is a TV screen. Uh it looks like he's about to play Mass Effect. But notice the screen behind it or the yes. color behind it. Mm -hmm. Very uh very lit up. So yes. this comes in from Adam and he says, uh, emails us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Adam and I have a submission for judgment. It's immersion LED lighting mm -hmm. by Govee, G-O-V-E-E. -E. Yeah, yeah, Govee, yep. A camera detects the colors from your TV, and the LED lights adjust to match the colors. And so you can see it here from the still. So now with that in mind, take a look at the at this again. So see how he's watching Star Wars, and it changes to green, and then the back goes to green, and then it goes to red, then the back goes to yes. red. Yes, yes. So basically, you can light up your whole back wall with the color of your TV set. So the TV set's obviously whatever size it is, but then it kind of makes it look even bigger. It's kind of almost like a, I don't know, maybe a home theater type thing you'd want this for. He spent eighty dollars, eighty dollars, eight zero dollars on Amazon for the LED lighting. I initially mm. thought pretty cool. I had never seen anything like it. I mean, I'm sure people have it or people have seen it or, or are aware of it. So there's really expensive TVs that have this on it already. Mm -hmm. um, but this is, it, I it's funny. Like you brought this up. I just saw this like a day or two ago on like an ad. Did you really? I, I did. And I'm like, hmm. So I am, I am aware of it. I haven't seen it in action. It actually, it does a really good job. Look at how quick that goes to so many things. And I would think with a technology like this, because it isn't super prevalent that it would be more expensive than $80. I feel like $80 is a right. good deal. And I'm wondering too, if now, cause what happens with Amazon all the time, I feel like is like this, something like this will come out and it's good. And then there will be like, if this is a 100, there'll be like a couple 85s that come out for yeah. like 50 bucks. That's people be like, well, it's almost as good. It's not as good, but it's like, it oh, does the job version for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but for 80 bucks, I mean, yeah. Think about, I mean, think about it now. I have questions and I, I and maybe I don't if, know if I have the answer. I don't know if you have the answer, but the questions I would ask, right? Does this work for any size television? 
Why do you ask that? I mean, I'm sure it's because as cool. I'm looking at what looks like a 30 to 32 to 40 inch TV right now, right? Yeah, maybe. Does it work on a 70 inch TV? Yeah, I bet it does. Because that would look kick ass. I bet you know it what does. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, but I mean, if it does, if it works on any TV or any monitor, yeah, for 80 bucks, and it looks like, I mean, I'm looking, there's a there's a if that's the contraption on top of the TV, it looks like a webcam. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um small little piece. I'm going with it. Yep. Good? Yep. This is how we do it. All right, there you go, Adam. You should have bought this once again. You can email your submissions to dorkpodcast at gmail.com. The price, uh, a picture of it, and then if you'd like a brief story or description behind it. Uh, and once again, all that brought to you by 47 brand best hats in the business, aka hats that fit.com. Although, don't and, use that URL, you won't go to their proper website. <laughs> and Adam, by the way, it was Adam, right? Who's who sent this in? Yep. Um, you can tell how successful that was by everyone in the chat. If you're not here watching it right now, was asking us for a link. Oh, yeah, so they were all in, they were all, all in on it. So, right. yep. there was not a single person who was like, eh, they're like, I need the link right now. That was unanimous. So that was yep. a cool one. Thanks for sending that in. Let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game in it. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Ron Bondon, what do you got? Well, first of all, what I got, this portion of the program is powered by Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbillsoda.com. Use the promo code RONVON D. Get yourself some nice soda pops for the summer. We got some some beef jerky, some juices, oh. some teas, some sauces for your barbecues. They got everything. Go to like drinkwildbills.com. What's that? I like it's Arnold Palmer. Get yourself some uh, ice cream. Those are actually like. really good, by the way. And they're great to mix stuff with. Yes, they are. Yes, so they I got are. a shipping coming this way. We got some drink mixes on the way. Go to uh, drinkwildbills.com. Check them out. All right. So as we said, so the next week, we're definitely going to have to talk. Either half the episode is going to be you know, the, the video game minute because oh, yeah. E3 is coming out and there are some really people are hyping shit up, Richard, and it's all virtual. So we can all watch it. So if you guys are fans of this podcast, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you want anything to make sense, please watch as much of E3 this weekend as you can. Um, I know it's a, it's going to be a nice weekend out there. So, um, so, you know, if you're going to want to spend some time inside like me, it's been hot. So I, I've been spending hot a lot of time inside. Yep. We are, um, so uh, make sure you check that out. Our enemy, so we'll be inside and join the E3. But if you don't watch E3, we'll break it all down for we'll you. Break now. it all down from a fundamental standpoint. Now, speaking of should I have bought this, it was brought to my attention that a chicken nugget shaped like an Among Us character recently sold at auction for $100,000, Richard. $100,000 for a game that I don't know anybody who plays anymore. No, it burned pretty hot, though. That was fun. I played that for a little bit. It was a good it time. Burnt, yeah, it was good. It was a good time while it lasted. I think nugget that looks like that. Yeah, it looks like one of the guys. So it was like a yeah, oblo- it looked like a chicken nugget with like two little feet. And people are like, oh, it's an Among Us character. 100, 100 grand. grand. That's why I always say the money is out there. It's just how do we get it? Right. Like we, when do we start dork coin? Like when do we start our own cryptocurrency? Right. Make a ton of money and sell it all and just be like, good luck, suckers. Yep. Like Elon Musk does. Right. And then he just makes shit up and he's like, Dogecoin. And people are like, I'll buy it. And he's like, okay, bye. And he sells all the shit and makes a million dollars. Fuck. He's Floyd Mayweathering everybody. I know. 
We're right there. We're right on the cusp. I feel like we're really, we're really there. Yeah. Really there. Um, okay. So speaking of that, so speaking mm-hmm. of games that nobody really plays anymore, did you know there was for the new season of Fortnite? I was did not teased, know. Yeah. Was teased, and they were showing off some like new things. And one of the things that they showed, and this is this is a rumor now, the butter robot from Rick and Morty. Remember the robot that Rick builds that just brings butter? Oh, yeah. And then he has like this like existence. So they showed that. So now it's rumored that Rick and Morty are going to be in Fortnite. All right. There's no end to this. No, it's everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. Yep. Like, I don't understand how you can bring Rick Sanchez and Morty into Fortnite without it. I think a Fortnite now almost has like Funko Pops. It's just everything and every character. Seriously. Like they did DC. They did Marvel. They're doing Rick and Morty. They did Family Guy. They did no, who knows? It's fucking Simpsons. I don't know who what they do anymore, but anyway, it's too much. It's too much. That. Uh, Ratchet and Clank comes out this week, and it was no, it was noted that it's going to be played on the PlayStation Five at 4K at 60 frames with ray tracing at launch. So usually that's an update. They're like, nope, we're ready to go. Insomniac is all over this stuff. They're probably the best video game house in in the world right now, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. They got everything going for them. They're great. Um, a game, have you heard of Knockout City? I don't think so. So think of Overwatch kind of, but it's dodgeball. Mm. And you have like, it's like Fortnite and Overwatch, but it's dodgeball and it's free. Okay, well. So um, 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 we should take a look into this, Richard, because that this will bring me to my next point, right? Yeah. If it's something that we can get like a five on five going, and it's cross console, so it's for Switch and everything. So we can right. we know we have the capabilities. That's right. I want to look into it. Okay. Which brings me to my last point. Tomorrow night on Twitch at what do you say? Nine thirty. Yeah. Ish. Nine thirty. Nine thirty ish. The very first Dork Invitational Mario Kart for the Cup Win Championship <sighs> will be tomorrow night featuring all of the members i'm a, i'm i'm almost positive all of the members of the dork shared universe will be almost, racing tomorrow almost everybody you're absolutely right so this is very exciting so tomorrow for those of you watching this live or tonight if you're listening to it on tuesday so tuesday june 8th mm-hmm. it's not too late depending on what time you're listening to this podcast uh on davy's twitch so go to twitch.tv slash d you might as well subscribe there or uh or uh what is it like it i don't know like, like it. it or definitely follow follow for sure and then you'll Subscribe get a little, if you, yeah. you'll get a little thing. And so confirmed racers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Ian Davey, Matt yep. Goo, both from Mac and Goo, Chris Scheim, Dr. Joe, Billy D, Jason Rossi. The pop culture pile driver boys are going, going for Christ's sake. So it should be good. And Am I, I believe Fryer? I don't know if Fryer. I couldn't tell if Fryer, Fryer's in or not. I never All right. Heard confirmation never had a confirmation there should be a blast i don't know who's good i don't know who's bad i haven't raced against a human in forever i just got the game a couple uh days ago but it's mario kart so who's not good at mario Uh, i will give you one bit of advice do not miss any question marks if you miss a question mark or you're you're toast you are toast go home you're done (laughs) yeah we're playing on what what are you playing is like 200 cc 150 what do you play on uh i think it's when it's online i think it's 200 okay Cool. Like we're we're going balls to the wall. Yeah, we'll set up a tournament or whatever. We'll figure that out. Or we'll just do a yeah. We'll do. I think you get 
points based on and we can just so if you win you get it's like the same as like a grand prix like if you win you get 15 points okay and it goes on so we can do however many races we want and just keep oh, score God. a thousand playing <laughs> to the wee hours of the night i'll get my jolt we've done it before we've done it again you and i have gone yes a hundred rounds of tech 100 matches of tekken correct in one sitting i can't wait oh. i'm i am looking forward to this i'm gonna yes. get set up all ready to go so anyway so that is uh tuesday night the first hopefully annual hashtag dork mario kart invitational so look so we, we should look into like since billy's the billy's the draft king guys we should look into side bets who's the first person to swear who's the first person to quit does anybody quit? yeah yeah you know what i mean like there should be like side bets i'm worried my internet will go down <laughs> yeah who or who gets booted you know what i mean who who can't log on at the correct time you know uh -huh. yeah, yeah it's gonna be a real i'm looking i'm looking forward to it very much so yep. uh let the best man win right on better man oh by the way i forgot to add speaking of best man better man yeah. i forgot to add this in apparently there's going to be a wedding crashers too oh my god i as you know there's not a bigger vince vaughn fan than me when people say like is there someone or something that you like more than anyone else there's a few things i would put on my list and one of them would be vince vaughn there are plenty of people who like vince vaughn I don't think there's anybody who likes him more than I do. With that said, don't need a wedding crashers too. I no, I, I do not. I do at, not need it. At what point is it sad? Sad, you know. Yep. Probably. Just like, probably right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's put that to the side, Ryan. Let's uh, move on to something else. Y'all ready for bisque? <laughs> you ready for the topic du jour? Is it wedding crashers too? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's the topic of the day. And today it is the horror film, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It is the latest in the Conjuring universe, which is now up to eight total films. Uh, technically the third Conjuring movie. It is one hour and 52 minutes in theaters and on HBO Max. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% by the critics, 84% by the audience. We begin as we do spoiler-free with our TV and movie reviews. Ryan, did you like it? It's all right. Yeah. You didn't really a question there, but I was like, eh. Is like, eh, an answer? See, and it's funny because you and I have not talked at all about this movie. Never. No, we have not said a word about it. No. We haven't said a word. Most of the time, we don't. Most of the time, I don't know. Um, but I feel like we're going to agree a lot because that's same. That's the same reaction I had. And you know, I love, I love these movies. I love yes, you do. Yes. I, I yes. think the universe is great. I also think the original conjuring is one of the best horror movies ever. And I like the characters. I like, I love the idea of kind of true story. And then we're going to take it and go from here. So there's fictional and non-fictional and yeah. And blend the two Nor uh, uh, normally, normally. Yeah. Normally. I like that. It was definitely kind of like a, eh. like, I'm glad I watched it because I am a, a fan of horror movies, but I think it'd yes. be hard to recommend to anybody who wasn't. It is the ultimate, if nothing else is on movie. Like yeah. if you want to watch something just to pass the time. And I understand, again, I hate reviewing movies that are just like, if you got nothing else to do, it's fine. No, I know. It's such, it's such like a lukewarm thing, but honestly, you gain nothing from this movie and you gain nothing by not watching it if that if that makes any sense at all and i understand if it doesn't no i think i know where you're going like i know if i spent 20 40 at the theater i would have left been like ah. right 
probably uh, probably a waste. But the fact that it was at home and as part of your HBO subscription, I was like, all right, eh, I'll, you know. I mean, yeah, and and for the for the month, and then it goes, and people have to pay for it. And I'm glad I watched it when I didn't have to really pay for it. Here, here's what I might also this may I be so bold, please. I've now watched all eight of the movies involved. Mm -hmm. We'll get to them and we'll rank them here coming up. This might have been the least scary. It was not scary at all. And I was shocked shocked because, and it wasn't, here's the problem I had. And if you guys have seen it, fine. If you haven't seen it, it doesn't really matter. But the scares, like they have like these scares, right? Mm Mm-hmm were so telegraphed. Yeah. And like, you know how there's like that quiet moment before like a jump scare. These seem to go on for like 10 seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot. Like there was one scene in the beginning where a character staring at like a hole in the wall mm-hmm. and he stares into it for like 10, 15 seconds, which is an obscenely long time. Yeah. I just, I felt like it, it was definitely predictable in certain parts and it just wasn't, that's scary. And uh, the ultimate test, my wife actually, who loves the first Conjuring, but just didn't mm. want to watch this. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch it. I'm doing an episode on it. I'm definitely watching it this weekend. She's like, yeah, I'm not really interested. And so as much as I love horror movies, I legit still get scared and will fucking have nightmares and everything else. But I just, I still watch all this stuff. I watched this in my dragon's lair at night by myself and was fine. Yep. I don't think I could do that with the first conjuring. I don't think I could do that with the second conjuring. And that's why I knew I was rolling the dice a little bit. I'm like, Oh boy, how is this going to go? Well, it was fine. So if you're looking for a really scary movie, this ain't it. Uh, It's not. Yeah. The story again is based on some true stuff. And then spoilers (laughs) kind of break that down. It is based on something. So it is based on a true story. There are something. Was it Aaron Johnson? Arnie Johnson, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, and you can was a real person, a a real case. Yes, there you go. go. (laughs) Oh, you know, I was doing some research, and so Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, we've talked about them many times, and they are both no longer with us. But there are a lot of people out there that think that they are just con artists. Right. There are other people out there that think that everything they do is great. I remember my sister saw her speak a couple of times. My sister, like you, lives in Connecticut. Lorraine was in Connecticut and she would do these little speaking engagements even after her husband died, just about Pat. My sister's into ghosts and all that stuff. So she listened to him and was like entertained by it. I thought it was pretty good. Not in a ghost that in that manner. Right? I was laughing because there was a, and this is going to sound weird, but there was an Opie and Anthony bit with Jim Norton where he was doing one of his characters and he was a, uh, a ghost hunter. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was, I did, I like you, because he was like, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember I, that brought to that brought that to mind and it made me laugh. Sorry. All good. No, yeah. but so I was I read a, an article in the Hollywood Reporter that came out a few years ago, and maybe one of the biggest lies or hoaxes of these movies or bending of the truth, if you will, yes, is the relationship of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and because I think that they are a great on-screen couple. They are an yes. incredible on-screen married couple. In reality, according to this article that I read, so let's put that out there. The Hollywood Reporter had an article out there. Uh, Not a great relationship. And in fact, when Ed was in his 30s, he started a romantic relationship with a 15-year-old girl who he moved into his house and lived with them for 40 years. 
Also, he there was witnesses of him striking Lorraine. It's not very Christian of him, is it? No. And like they've talked to people apparently now this is conflicted, but they've talked to people about like, you know, this could make millions and like blah blah blah, like things like that. So sometimes when they would talk to somebody about these different things cuz it is true like the Amityville horror case they brought and Lorraine Warren in. This mm -hmm. Arnie Johnson case, which you see in this movie, they brought him in. That family in uh, London from Conjuring 2, the Perrin family from Rhode Island for the Conjuring 1. That's all real. Like they really went and talked to Ed and Lorraine Warren. But it was a matter of like, are they just doing this for books and movies? Do they really talk to others? Can, are, are they? Yeah. A lot, there's a lot of questions there anyway. Yeah. And it's funny too, because I did my own research, as I do like to research. And there was, um, so David Getzel was it was that the kid's name in the movie? And he legit was maybe they like talked about getting him an exorcism. Yes, and but the Catholic Church said that it wasn't an official exorcism. So they said that exorcism was performed, but not officially recognized by the Catholic Church, which some yeah. of them have been. This was not one of them. Yeah. So I don't really know. I don't know what I believe. I, you know, me, I'm a, a bit of a conspiracy theorist at heart. So I want to believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren are on the up and up and they are actually trying to help these people and they, you know, they can sniff out some of the fakes and then they find some of the people that really did have like hauntings and things like they that. They can see through wooden doors. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I can see the right cat. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the characters, I thought, again, it's, because you have Ed and Lorraine Warren and whether real life or whether they were bad, the movie version of them are great. And so Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmingo, they're back for this. And I think that's the strongest part of the movie to me. Yeah. And there was one, one thing that I thought was dumb and this isn't a spoiler. There's like this weird side story of how Ed and Lorraine met, which was super dumb. Yeah. We didn't really need all that. All that. No. Literally, no, that was just filler, and it yeah. meant nothing in the end. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Conjuring Universe. Yes. Ranked. There are eight movies. Have you seen them all, by the way? I have not seen all of them. I think I, I was looking at your notes. I think I've seen four. Oh, okay. So here are the movies, by the way. And this is actually, this is kind of a fun thing. Here, but There it, is a clear number one. It's not debatable number one. Not debatable. And that it's, is it is objective, not subjective. That is the first one. By the way, this yeah. is the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. And there's I'm told there are two more spin-offs coming. There are potentially two more movies, The Crooked Man and uh potentially a, a nun sequel. So there are eight movies, and this is kind of a cool way of looking at it too, because there's the the way in which they came out in theater, mm -hmm. but there's also the way in which they were set. In the movies, yes. So someone, did you post? Someone posted it. Oh, my sister sent it to me. Oh, yeah. You can watch them in chronological order. So this would be the order: yeah. uh, the Nun, which took place in 1952; Annabelle Creation, 1955; Annabelle, 1967; The Conjuring, 1971; Annabelle Comes Home, 1972; The Curse of La Llorona, seventy-three. <laughs> Uh, the Conjuring 2, 1977, and then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, 1981. So that is the most recent. That's the one we just saw. So I, they are all available on HBO Max, by the way. So if you want to watch these, they're all available on HBO Max right now. So the only one I hadn't seen prior to this weekend, well, besides the new one, was The Curse of La Urena. Yeah. Or Urona. <laughs> La Urona, yeah. 
uh, so that's the worst one. And here's the deal. This automatically kind of, that's bad. Here's like uh, a kind of a spoiler for that. Not really. Yeah, kind of on how they're linked. The priest from Annabelle is the priest in this movie. And that's really it. Like he like tells him a story because the curse of La Llorona is really a uh, like a Mexican folklore type thing called the weeping yes. woman. Like the weeping woman, this uh, beautiful woman murdered her kids. And now she like goes around and like at night will grab your kids. So what you do is you tell your kids, like, if you misbehave, the weeping woman's going to come for you. Oh, yeah. It's a fucked up story. It's a folklore thing, but the movie's not very good. But anyway, it was it's like a surprise connection, or at least it was supposed to be. But apparently audiences didn't care. And it's almost like some of like either 10 Cloverfield. Remember where it's like it was written not even to be in the universe. And then it's like, right. oh, let's make it a sequel. So it's the same with this. That's why it's very different than the other ones. But here's my I've seen them all eight. Here's my ranking. Conjuring, number one. The Conjuring, two. Number two. Annabelle comes home. Number three. Annabelle creation. Number four. This movie that we just saw, The Devil Made Me Do It, five, the original Annabelle, six, The Nun, seven, and The Curse, eight. Okay, That's so five. I've seen I've seen all three of these conjurings with yep. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. I've seen those three, So and I've seen Annabelle. So I would rank them a little differently. Okay. Number one, with a bullet, is the, con the original conjuring. That, to me... I mean, if we do another Dorktober, like that movie's got to get a whiff in like the top 10. So actually, let me tell you this. We did it last Dorktober. Right. And where did it fall? Hashtag Dork Universe ranked it number 18 as a group. It was group. number nine on my list. Okay. I so that was the highest? I couldn't find your list, but it was number nine on my list and it was number 18 uh, overall as the as the group together. So top 20. It's it's top 20. Oh, it's yeah. good. Um yeah. That said, so Conjuring 1, yep. I would put this above The Conjuring 2, and then Annabelle. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, because I thought, yeah, Conjuring 2 definitely wasn't perfect, but I do remember The Nun being so scary. And it, and I didn't see The Nun, so that that's, I didn't see The Nun, so that's no, why but, it's... But that's where The Nun debuted. Yes. You know, and you see, I just thought it was so horrifying. And I, mm -hmm. that one kind of just was more scary to me, but it's definitely not a perfect movie. No, but that's also a true story ish. <laughs> ish. Ish. Uh, so Ed and Lorraine Warren were not in Annabelle creation, but they were in Annabelle. I think briefly they were in Annabelle comes home a little bit more. And that's why yes. I think I like that one the most out of the Annabelle series. And they were not in La Llorona, like you said, and they no, were not in. Not. No. Yeah. And so. Yeah, so it's a good it's a good horror franchise, though. It is good. It is a good horror franchise. I would put this on par with, um, if you're looking at other I mean, horror franchises, better than like the it's, Saw franchise. Yeah, like it's 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 consistent. Like it's not the but I think the first one was so good. That the other ones you could mix and match, like it doesn't matter. Oh, that, no, it's true. It skews it a little bit. So the first one is an all timer. The rest of them, though, is bad as I thought the nun was, or even the cursor. Then like the worst Halloweens, the worst night, oh, yeah. the worst Fridays. Was so it Jason hard. Takes Manhattan? Remember that movie? Yeah, where he oh, uppercuts like, the kid's head off. Massacres. Like that's yeah. the thing with horror franchises. Is there is a lot of garbage. Like right. just 
money grabs. And, you know, I'm not saying that some of these weren't money grabs, but they're, they're, they're a little bit better. And so that's, that's that. Um, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't call it a must watch, but no. if you are a horror fan, then yeah, I think you're going to dive in. What would your hashtag dork score be? Three. Yeah. I'm going like as eh as you can get. Three. Yeah. I was thinking three and a half, but maybe it is a three. We'll get in. I'll I'll make my case for a three. And maybe you can change your mind by the end of the episode. I'll make my case for the three. I'm gonna give it a soft three and a half. That was sort of my takeaway when Mm -hmm. I was walking away. I'm gonna go soft three and a half. And uh all right. Anything else spoiler free you wanna get to? No, I wanna get to the uh the meat and potatoes, as it were. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right, Ryan, when you take a look at this story, yes. uh, part of it is true, part of it is not true. So at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's kind of the thing, right? Right. No, but they I feel like it was misleading at the end. Like they the way they worded the like you know how they do like the after movie like yeah and then this happened you know like like Aaron Johnson received five years for manslaughter like hold up yeah right? it had nothing to do with Ed and Lorraine Warren actually their shit their demonic stuff they were brought into that trial to speak on behalf of because when they did the exorcism for David Getzel Lorraine witnessed Arn saying take me, take me, take me. Right. Right. The judge threw all of that out. Correct. And then said, okay, we'll buy the self-defense thing because David, I mean, uh, Arnie did kill his landlord and stabbed him, but but they claimed it was self-defense. So we were, they were able to prove that. And he, he got 15 to 20 years for first degree manslaughter, served five. Five years, still pretty crazy. So, so the Warrens did not have anything to do with him getting off a murder charge. No, but they did talk to him, and therefore they did talk to people. And there's that scene at the end; uh, they're 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 doing like a TV show, mm-hmm. and it legit is known as the "Devil Made Me Do It" case because that yes. was sort of what their original plan was going to be. Is like, oh yeah, he was possessed. The devil made me do it, and it is true that his wife, and at the time his fiance or whatever. Her brother, little David Getzel, did have something where they thought about bringing in the exorcism. They thought he was possessed. And I would dare say the best part of the movie was at the very, very end where they played audio from the actual exorcism. Right. So that that goes further. Did you know that David Getzel, he was never pictured in the movie, had a younger brother? That younger brother went on to sue Lorraine Warren, because he claimed that that was all bullshit and that he actually had to leave the state in order to get away from that story. It was thrown out. But like the fact that they did this whole thing with that family and the younger brother was never in the movie. And I think that was like, wow. legally, they probably didn't want to put him in the no, movie because he would have lost his shit. Probably, but like he was the one he was the driving force that said that the the Warrens were full of shit and that they were just doing this to make money because then they... um was that the book, The Devil in Connecticut, that they wrote that yes. is no... And so the case was thrown out, but that book was never reprinted. Okay, so there you go. So there's a lot of shit there. I think they might have settled it or something. There's like a gag order or whatever, but... 
But so that is the thing. So David mm. Getzel and uh, Arnie Johnson are real people. The devil made me do it. It was a real thing. The kid may or may not have had a thing going on there. And then he did kill a guy. And then they, they that was sort of the claim. Now, the whole stuff with that girl, Katie Lincoln, when they go to Danvis, like Dan all, of that, all of that thing, that's the movie part of it. Yeah, it's completely fabricated. So that's <laughs> that never happened. Like, so in Conjuring 2, so the Conjuring 1 is all about the parent family, which yeah. is legit. That's a real thing. If there's a house in Rhode Island about it. And those kids, I think, are a little bit more, if I believe, uh, open-minded when it comes mm-hmm. to Ed and Lorraine stuff. Like, I think they had them. They've actually... Yeah, uh, don't quote me on that but that's the whole story in that one the second one they open with like the amityville horror thing and then they go to london and both of those stories are real again there's creative license throughout this one's sort of different it starts with like that real story and then pivots to like oh this story was similar and then you get into like this whole summoning of the demons and here's where it loses me and because i have one question for all this that the movie never answers. Why? <laughs> like, why does this person? I get the most, and even what's what what's fucked up is like I'm thinking the whole time is like, why is this person doing this? Like, whoever this and the whole I'm watching the movie, I'm like whoever this person is, like, why are they doing this? Not only that, but like, she like they were like, oh, the Katie whoever. Um, she's all, she's in Danvers, Mass, and we're in Connecticut. Like, they're 180 miles away. How? And they're like, oh, she goes to school at Fairfield. I'm like, oh, that's how. But like, connection. Why, but why is this person doing this to these people specifically? And at one point, the priest, the priest goes, sorry, the priest goes, it's not important to ask why with Satanists. I'm like, well, for movies, it is. Like, Uh, (laughs) even, even in the movie, they're like, don't worry about it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're like, don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it was weird because I was waiting for some like sort of bigger connection because they had the uh, what was it like the 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 something with the ram like that was the whole idea of like the the Satan worshippers or whatever, which yeah. is a thing that that sort of also popped up in this universe. Like some of the Annabelle stuff, I think is right. Connected to that. Or if you so watch like, the witch. The what's it, what's his name? Yeah. So, but it's funny because they first go to that retired priest, uh, Father. Kastner, I think his name was. Whatever. Yeah. He was straight out of like central casting. Before I knew he was going to be like a major character, he just reminded me of like one of the South Park characters. Like, can't get there from here. Huh? Like, yeah, so- but he was also that's the guy from Fringe. That's the what's the oh, yeah. So um, but it's but just like he spent his whole life like trying to follow this witchcraft cult or whatever, or like right. learn about them. And then like, so then his daughter just became interested in it. In it and then she just targeted a bunch of kids. Like random as- kids. Yeah. Because I think she needed a certain thing. Like that's remember she needed somebody that was close to God. She needed somebody that was a certain. Yeah. But then she needed someone to commit suicide. And there's like, so wait, so you wanted a little kid to commit suicide. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Because then, remember, Arnie had to commit suicide, but like, wait, but he passed it from a little kid. So you're trying to get a little kid to commit suicide? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? I didn't love that. I didn't love that part. And like, why them? You know what I mean? Like, there was no connect. It was just seemed like random people. Yeah. But it wasn't. Like, she knew them. She knew that, like, this person was going to commit. It was, it was fucking weird. Like, the whole thing, to me, just didn't make any sense. And here's another point. Two things about Ed Warren in this movie. One is he's completely useless. 
Lorraine's doing all the work. He's not doing a goddamn thing. And they have this whole story with him having a heart attack, which I, I'm sure he did, right? Uh, yeah. I'm which sure. begs the question, why do heart attacks in this movie give you a limp? Yeah, he had a real, he had a bum leg. He had a cane and was like limping. Like heart attacks don't give you a limp. Like that doesn't make any sense. Ah, uh, maybe he had an old football injury creep up on him. Maybe an old knee. <laughs> All of a sudden, he, he has a heart attack. Two days later, he's walking with a cane and a limp. It was like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I I can't explain that. And some for some reason, he's running everywhere. Oh, he's always on the hop, which I gotta. <laughs> you know, he's a little slow though. He's always going high knees through the woods. Lorraine, Lorraine can kind of scoot though. And where, remember that she was running through the woods, and they were like with this cop. Where'd yeah. that cop go? <laughs> Yeah, he's just like she's like ah. So one thing I thought, yeah. speaking of that, I thought it was even for a horror movie, it was pretty poorly written. Oh God, yeah. Like there was the one scene. It was actually that scene where they're running in the woods, and the cop looks at Ed, and he's like, "What are you worried? She's gonna be wrong." Long pause. Then he looks as no, I'm worried she's gonna be right. Like a I actually, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually. When she said, "Oh, what are you worried? She's going to be wrong," and I go, "No, he's worried she's going to be right." I actually said the line before of he course. said it. There was like five of those in this movie. Yeah, I'm like, okay, but it was also it reminded me of uh, Mac from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" when he's like, "Movies are so confusing; people don't know what's going on, so you got to keep like reminding them what's going on." <laughs> like, like that too, like where they would stop and like explain to you again what was happening. I'm like, yeah, right. I just I didn't buy. And again, you need to have a bad guy. They need to have some sort of motivation. And it was just like, this chick just grew up around this stuff and was like, just wanted to try it out. And, and see, then it was like, in the beginning, there was like a scene with like her around a, I feel like there was a scene around her with like a, around a, with a group of people. Mm, and I like, oh, there was yeah. like that flash with like Lorraine when she was doing yeah. that. And she was like a, in a table with like a group of people. And then they just like threw that out. Like, don't quote me on that, but I, I honestly think that happened. I think, I think so. I also feel like, and maybe they just wanted it to be a little bit more fantastical, but there's probably more to kind of dig into. If the movie was the kid's exorcism and then Arnie killing the guy and then like sort of the defense of why Arnie was possessed and wasn't, but like, mm, I don't know. I guess it's like, that's like more interesting. And they kind of like brushed through that to get to this this other witch thing. yeah this like weird witch thing like i don't i don't and then I don't they, know. they like, could see each other like she could they could both kind of it went, and she's like it goes both ways i'm like <laughs> what that's like, another you're just making this shit up now that was another example of like explaining the movie yeah like, oh we, then no the curse goes both ways goes both ways like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I got it i got it <laughs> i did like actually the one part though when they were looking to get a lawyer and She's the lawyer says to Ed and Lorraine, she's like, Well, how are you gonna convince a jury? Like, if you can't convince me, and then like, well, you can come over to the house if you want, and then it just cuts to her in court. That was actually a pretty smart move because I you're like, but again, you're like, what happened? I know you know, you know what happened, but, but I'm just was, like, Ugh. Yeah, he's like, You can meet Annabelle or whatever, and then boom, <laughs> it just cuts to her in there, which I thought was a good kind of it would have been cool to see it, but you also didn't need it. And it was kind of a funny thing right away because they they show you that room all the time, which they should, because that is what the Conjuring universe yes. is all about. And that was even cool at the end. They take another little piece, that little like thing from the ritual, and they put it in there. 
you have the painting of the nun in there, Annabelle, obviously, a bunch of other pieces. There's probably a movie to be had from all of those little pieces. Yes. And I, I it was actually funny. I was thinking about it now that you said it. So, like, there's that whole scene with like bad writing, right? So, mm -hmm. Ed has to get, instead of going into the house, he hears Lorraine screaming from a sewer, right? Yeah. So he goes and gets a sledgehammer, breaks the lock, and then for some reason takes the sledgehammer with him. And I'm like, why is he bringing the sledgehammer? And then I'm like, oh, he's going to use it to break the altar. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later. Yeah, no, he got there eventually. He did it. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> come on. Like, come, come on. on. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Again, oh, it was the Disciples of the Ram. I wrote that down. It was the Disciples of the Ram, which is sort of a thing, a created thing in the Conjury. It's popped yeah. up in a bunch of the movies or whatever. So, like, all right, whatever. That's fine. All right. So we're, we're threading that along. But, like, oh, at well, the same time, like, wh why? I know. You know, and like again, I've I've brought this up with other kind of shows or other movies that are in a uh, in like a shared universe. If the best part is just sort of acknowledging that you're in it or you're kind of like alluding to other things, not great. Like you're just leaning yeah. heavily on. Like there's a scene where after Ed has his heart attack, they I think they say the the parent family like got him like flowers or whatever. So it's a callback to the first one. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. And like they mentioned Annabelle a bunch of times. You're like, all right, I got it this so a couple things so one more bad writing thing that just i wrote it i wrote it down where she was like they think that our love is our weakness but it is our strength yeah tough like, line. shut the fuck up <laughs> but this actually this actually a, a debate broke out in the davy household right as the movie was going we actually had to pause the movie at one point and you brought it up when the lawyer was like how are you going to convince a jury if you can't convince me the question was asked would you go to dinner at the Warren's house? Uh, I pose that to you and the chat and whoever's listening. Would you have dinner at Ed and Lorraine Warren's house? Get the fuck out of here. I said, no, I said, absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. And I, and my wife is all in, all in on it. She's like, absolutely. No, nope. I would meet them in maybe a neutral location. Yes. Have a, uh, like a nice talk to them. Mid-range Italian restaurant, not too fancy, but something that's no, gonna no. taste good. Something affordable. I get two drinks. The that room though, like I'm not going in that room. I am not setting that foot is, in that house. That is, and that is terrifying. Would you like to hear my defense? Yeah, oh yeah. I bring it back to the movie Constantine when he's talking to Rachel Vice with the Keanu Reeves version. When yeah. he's talking to Rachel Vice, basically saying, like, if I show you this, you can't unsee it now. Right, like if you un you ring that, but you cannot, as they say in Justin, you can't unring the bell. Uh -uh. So once you see it, you can't turn that off. Uh -uh. Nope, 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 nope. And my nope. wife's like, "That's fine." I'm like, "It's not fine. That's not fine." I yeah, I don't. I'm interested in this stuff to a point. To a point, you nope. don't want it to be a part of your life. Nope. When you don't uh, want it to be, I kind of like. I think it's interesting. You can read about it, maybe other people's experiences, but no, I don't want to be. No, I don't. The I don't cork know. does not go back into that bottle. I'm Can afraid. Cannot do it. Mm -hmm. So the scariest parts of the movie, and again, we both said this is not the scariest movie you're ever going to see by a, by a long shot. Mm -hmm. uh, I did like early on in the movie, David Getzel, when he is possessed and he's he runs into the bathroom and he hides in the tub and then he looks up at like the shower curtain bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the hand, there was a hand on it that looked like the shower curtain rings. 
Yes. And you're like, that doesn't look like they're, and then it moved. And then it slid off. Yeah. That was, well, that was scary as fuck, actually. And if you just lean into that shit, and that, that was, yeah, that was good. Um, the herky jerky movement stuff always kind of makes me uneasy, but the yeah. only thing that I didn't like about it in this movie is the sound that it made was very distracting. Oh yeah. Okay. Where it just sounded like someone constantly like cracking their knuckles. Like it, 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 it was made it goofy. And they are, it is like, I don't know if they <clears throat> just like what their wheelhouse is, but it seems like some of their scares, we sort of said, not only are they predictable, but it's just sort of like the, all right, there's an entrance down there. No one's going to be in that entrance. Okay. Now there's somebody in that entrance. You can't really see them or, or, or like, it was like, oh, I'm looking this way, this way, this way. Oh, it's behind me. Like, just I've seen enough of these fucking movies that I know. Yeah, and they, these they love specifically, the in this. yeah, specifically the um, it's not psycho, but what, what am I thinking of? Like the uh, paranormal horror yes. movies. Like mm-hmm. that's just a trope that we need to get away from. We need to find more creative ways to scare people. And I thought, to me, it's the subtle scares. Like one of the, and this isn't that subtle, but like the shit that really creeps me out. Think of The Exorcist, right? Which is another one of these. At some point in The Exorcist, there's just that like really fucking creepy face. Yeah, horrifying. Scares the shit out of me. Horrifying. The turning the head around and puking pea soup, like that doesn't really do it. But it's That's like fun. the where I'm just like, what the what fuck is was that? that? What are we doing? Where and I loved. Remember, um, Hill House when there's a ghost in every scene. Yo, Hill. That's the shit. Like that's what I like. Hill House. Paranormal. I can't watch Hill House by myself in the dark. Too scary. But it's awesome. But like I love but, that like they came out after me. Like, if you actually watch, there's a ghost yeah. in every scene. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah, this one. And so what's also crazy is the first is time, tie-in, by the way. What is David Getzel was he was in Hill House. He was the little kid. He was little young Luke in Hill House. The kid oh, with the glasses. Actor, you mean? I'm like David Getzel probably got out of the business, but he did. He's been out. <laughs> Uh, the other thing yeah. I said about The Conjuring, we've made the point on the uh, during Dorktober in the past, is The Conjuring is the first movie ever to be rated R simply because it was too scary. Which it earned it. That's insane because there's like a metric and they, they probably could have fought it, but ultimately they put it out there and it still made it a fuck ton of money. So I think they were fine with it. But and who directed was, that? David Wan? Uh, James Wan. James Wan. I said David Wan. Yeah, yeah. David Wan. James Wan, but it was like it. Um, he was probably like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, keep it R." He's like, "For that fine. reason," and it, and it worked. And it was just, it was so good because there was very little blood in it. I don't think they swear. There's no sex, but it's just scary. And they're like, "We can't have this movie be PG-13, even though it probably checked all the boxes to be PG-13, because right. no one really dies, right? Mm-hmm. There's dead people, but no one dies." Uh, I'd have to I wonder if that. Back. I don't know how the rating system works, but like, yeah. yeah. Eh, that's good. So the other thing I was gonna say, uh, unless you have something else on this movie, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I know. What else did I have? What'd you like? What'd you not like? Um, I thought uh, Vera Farmiga was good. Um, again, she Patrick Wilson is a good actor. He just doesn't. He's kind of useless here. Like he's kind of that does that thing where he's answering the questions for the audience. Yeah, when he's explaining stuff to people for the audience. He does, but I like their connection. I think they have good chemistry together. Yes, I, I like, they, yeah, they're a good pair, and they I seem like, to enjoy working together, or else they wouldn't keep doing it. And uh, 
Again, I thought oh. that little side story of their love was stupid. Yeah. And, and I, like now that you brought up, I didn't know that, that they, that wasn't true. Now that is <laughs> now odd. It's even dumber. Yeah. That is odd. So again, here's a list of their, their notable investigations that Ed and Lorraine Warren had in their career. So there was Annabelle. Annabelle is based off something. Of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like the Annabelle in the movie. It actually, no. Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. So you've probably seen that also would have been scary. Uh, the Amityville horror that they did that. And they've already talked about that in conjuring Two. the Enfield poltergeist. That was also from conjuring Two. That was when they went to North London, mm-hmm. uh, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, which was just in this movie. Uh, there's something called the Snedeker house. Uh, this is the one though, that the haunting in Connecticut is based on. Yes. So that's already been a movie, but I don't think Ed and Lorraine Warren were in it, but that is maybe the next thing that they could do because if you're going in chronological order here, it says the Snedeker house is 1986. So if they're going to make happens it after that or it could. So it says here, Ed and Lorraine arrived and proclaimed the Snedeker house, a former funeral home to be infested with demons. The case was featured in the 1993 book in a dark place. The story of a true haunting, a TV film that year, part of the discovery channel series, a haunting was produced in 2002. The Haunting in Connecticut, a film very loosely based on the Warrens' versions of events and directed by Peter Cornwell, was released in t- 2009. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So that could be something that they go to. The Snedeker house is 20 minutes from me. Oh, boy. I am not going there. And then there's two there. others that are on here. One's called the Smurl family. Pennsylvania residents Jack and Janet Smurl reported their home was disturbed by numerous supernatural phenomena, including sounds, smells, and apparitions. Apparitions. The Warrens became involved and claimed that the Smurl house was occupied by four spirits and also a demon that allegedly sexually assaulted Jack and Janet. The Smurl's version of their story was the subject of a 1986 paperback titled The Haunted in a television film of the same name directed by Robert Mandel. So those are two potentially things. And then something called Union Cemetery, which is in Easton, Connecticut. Ed Warren's book, Graveyard True Hauntings from an Old New England Cemetery, features a, quote, white lady ghost, which haunts Union Cemetery. He claimed to have captured her essence on film. I think some people have poked holes in that one. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, do you want to see more conjuring verse movies i think i'm good after this one i'm like are we gonna go back to the well again with this i just i'm good here i'll watch like, the crooked man let me see a couple spin-off movies because i don't think the annabelle trilogy was bad so if you give me the crooked man i could be in on that potentially yeah let's go let's go scarier though you can do better all right, all right. All right. you know what i mean like I'm, I'm talking directly to the conjuring people right now you could do better than what you did you know, this is a bit of a pedestrian effort on your part. All right. Story still matters, is what All I'm right. saying. Well, let us know what you guys thought of the conjuring. The devil made me do it. I am you've talked me down to a three. Uh, we're gonna leave we're yeah. gonna slap a three on this one. Better than Army of the Dead, but not a great movie. I had a hard time ranking it in the total movies I've seen this year. I've seen I think it's gotta be close to 30, and it's probably middle of the pack. It's the problem. There's a lot of bad movies this year. A lot of bad movies this year. Oh, by the way, uh, I should have mentioned this in This Week in Dork, but uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. I know it looks like Raya, but it's actually Raya and the Last Dragon. 
now available for free on Disney Plus. Did you watch it yet? Uh, I watched the first 45 minutes because I watched it with Cece. Yes. So she liked it. She Pretty kept, good. She kept saying Dragon. And I think she was probably waiting for like a song to come banging out and it never happened. But no songs. Yeah. I like it. I'll, fit, I'll finish it at some point. It's good, but available for free. But anyway, this movie kind of in the middle of the pack. The Mitchells versus the Machine is still the best movie I've seen all year. Oh, so good. That movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let us know dorkpodcast uh, at gmail.com or you can tweet us at dorkpodcast what you thought of the conjuring and maybe where they should go with this universe going forward. Uh, Ryan, are you ready for the next thing? I actually am. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose to defend a goal? I'm going to receive this week because I'm really excited to talk to you about this and I want you to watch this movie. It's on Hulu. It's called A Glitch in the Matrix. It is shot by the guy who did... Um, sorry, um, I have to bring this. I should have had this ready. But I'll, I'll explain it to you. Um, a glitch? A glitch in the-, in the Matrix. So basically, you have your flat earthers, right? A Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie Irving. These people are the new flat earthers. They are the people who believe that we are living in a simulation. Oh, I've heard that. Yes, so so the most famous being, we've already mentioned him once on the podcast, Elon Musk is one of these people who believes that we are living inside a computer simulation that of our own creation, right? Um, and these people provide... So this guy, Rodney Asher, directed The Nightmare, which is the one about uh, sleep paralysis, and he did Room 237, oh, the one about The Shining. Nice. Yeah, of course. So this guy... He has a style, right? He and so he talks to these people, and a lot of them have like those like living avatars, like they're talking behind like a voice in modulator, and like you know what I mean, like they're like, oh no, 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 <laughs> so it's it's funny to listen to them talk because one of these guys actually chronicles every day of his life, like something that happens, and like how he can predict. Like every 37 days, like this one thing happens to him every single time. And he doesn't know if it's like his own creation subconsciously or like it's programmed that way. Crazy. It's fascinating. Like, I don't believe you know, a word I, I of it. Crazy, like crazy. I'm just saying like, it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 it's one of those things that I think you would really find interesting because yeah. these people, they believe what they're saying, but they're right. not crazy. No, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean crazy. I just meant it's uh, no, 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 no. Like, I like I'll flat think. Earth. Like, I do not believe the Earth is flat. No, I don't believe that either. But I would love. I love listening to people tell me how it's flat. Yeah, I love listening to it. You know, oh, yeah. so all it's here. on that level. You know, where you're like, tell, please. It's funny keep of going. all the, of all the different like conspiracy theories that are out there, that one bothers my wife the most. I'm like, you know, people think this is just like a, a simulation. She's like, I don't want to even hear it. Like, she gets mad when you bring it up. I'm like, so you should watch it because these people are like dead. Fine, they're dead set. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. All right. Like All right. So I saw you tweeting about this. I've mentioned this several times during Pick of the Pod, but there keeps being new episodes. So I'm going to bring it up again. And that is Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. There's also oh. episodes on YouTube. And David, you just said it's also on uh discovery plus discovery plus yep so there's three seasons well they're currently airing the third season now thursday nights on vice and it is fascinating so i've only i only can i only have access to the first two seasons so i've but i jumped in and the first one i watched because i I know the story is the one with dave schultz where he slaps the guy uh yeah 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 dr d where he slaps the reporter in the face like i watched that one and i'm like okay like (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so awesome. The first season is only six episodes. So it's yep. the match made in heaven, Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwdrop, the killing of Bruiser Brody, the last of the Von Erics, the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino, which is Gino Hernandez, and the fabulous Mula. Then season two, it opens with a two-parter on Chris Benoit. I know you don't want to watch that. I'm not watching it. The Life and Crimes of New Jack. Which was awesome. That episode was incredible. Oh, yep. Uh, the Brawl for All, which if you which guys... Another... I knew... Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about this one because I, I fucking knew. What happened to Bart, uh, Bart Gunn, I yeah. knew that was the reason that happened. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, they did that on purpose to him. So that was during our heyday of watching wrestling when they yep. decided, hey, we're going to have these guys actually fight each other for reals and they're oh. going to box. And then the guy, they wanted one guy to win. Clearly he didn't. And then the fucking Bart Gunn wins. They're like, let's have him fight Butterbean. But anyway. They made him fight Butterbean. And Butterbean, I, when we watched that for real, I thought, like his kid, I thought Bart Gunn was dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure. hit him so hard. Uh, his career was. Right, he knocked the career right out of, right out of Bart Gunn. Bart <laughs> yeah. Gunn to your head, Billy Gunn to your dick. What would you do? If you were <laughs> not fight Butterbean. I'd be like, fine. Fuck I'm out. You want me here? I'm gone. I'm sorry. How, how good was it when Johnny Knoxville fought him in that in that sporting goods store? And then he says, <laughs> he's in the hospital, or he's in the ambulance getting stitched up, and he goes, is Butterbean okay? <laughs> so, Butterbean. Such a good line. He, he has did like, that knockout. He's like, uh, uh, he's like his brain is like shut off. <laughs> Yeah, it's butter, he goes. Is butter bean okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing line. As he's clearly concussed. Uh, so then, from the brawl for all, is Jimmy Snuka and the death of Nancy Argentino. Uh, the assassinate assassination of Dino Bravo, Dave Schultz, the one that you mentioned. Yeah. Cocaine and cowboy boots. The Herb a Abram story. Did you watch this one? I. I tweeted about it and I said, if you do not cast, I had the perfect, the perfect screenplay for this in my mind. You oh, yeah. cast Jonah Hill as Herb. Yeah. And you have like clue, you have four endings because nobody knows what happened in that. I'm not going to give it away, but like nobody knows what happens to this guy. And one of them, he's still alive. But watch that one. So that is on, uh, it's about this guy, Herb Abrams. I was Gresh was telling me all about this one because I'd never seen it and he was oh, it before I watched it. No, my I God, I went and watched it after. And it's on the UWF, which was a fucking promotion that ran from ninety to ninety six. And it's like all these guys that you know, but you definitely don't remember the promotion. Uh, then they did the last ride of the Road Warriors, uh, Hawk and Animal, the final days of Owen Hart. That was a tough one to watch, but I watched that one. And then so far, season three, a two parter on Brian Pillman, awesome. Mm -hmm. The ultra violence of Nick Gage. He's one of these uh, uh, deathmatch guys. So he was he was in the one with New Jack, right? Uh, Nick Gage, probably. I think they talked I, to him like briefly. I bet they did. I haven't watched the New Jack one in a while, but by the I, way, yeah, how you don't cast the Sandman in Mayor of Easttown? Did you listen to him talk? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> has the fucking Delco accent, like worse than <laughs> anybody I've ever heard. Just incredible. Oh, you don't even know New Jack, man. So New good. Jack was crazy, man. Something I, in the water down there. The 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 death matches, I like fascinate me. They're they're not for me. I don't think I could. But then yet again, I think about them all the time. I've I am. There's a lot to them, but watch the Nick yeah. Gage one. Then Collision in Korea, the mid '90s. They just took all these WCW wrestlers and went to North Korea. 
it's that's a, why, so I haven't seen any of these yet. I gotta, I gotta that figure one's it out. Then they did an yeah. Ultimate Warrior one. They did a Grizzly Smith one, which was the father of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. The worst guy ever. The yes. fucking worst guy ever. The rest of the season they have uh, includes Dynamite Kid, uh, Luna Vashon, The Plane Ride from Hell, which you've probably heard pieces of. That they were all just like the flight was delayed. They were all drunk. Like all kinds of stuff went down. Like just messing with each other and it's yeah. like a disaster so anyway yeah watch as many of these as you want and then i'm ready to do an episode on this at any time right, i can't talking, wait i can't wait not a lot but i i cannot wait for for that uh so next week will probably be e3 we're thinking yeah all right you guys know what to do you can rate review subscribe to the podcast on uh, apple Podcasts, everywhere else dork podcast at gmail.com for your should i have bought this submissions at dork podcast on twitter and instagram uh check out davy twitch.tv slash d uh, subscribe tomorrow to night channel, and tomorrow we got the Mario Kart Invitational, which is going on right now. If you're listening to this at 9 30 on a Tuesday night, so flip over there right now. Uh, Ryan, that's gonna do it. You got any? What do they say about wombats? They get square poopies. It's Ryan, it's Ryan, it's my Ryan, my Ryan. My name is Jeff. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.